Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20 minutes or less. Let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. We just talked about what I consider the 15 essential items or categories that you need in your kitchen to be a more efficient cook. And I talked about how I don't think that you need a lot of equipment to be a good cook. In a similar vein, I also don't think that you need a lot of fancy skills to be an efficient and effective cook. I do think that there are some really important skills, which is why I talk about confident cooking and I love to talk about knife skills and flavoring and and we'll go into all of those in later episodes of Healthy Mama Hacks because I do think that they're really essential as well. But there are some really simple things you can do to be more efficient in the kitchen, which is something that is going to make cooking just feel so much less stressful when you don't feel like everything takes so long. So fun story time. Um, you know those meal delivery services like HelloFresh and Sunbasket? And let me think of, there's a couple other ones. Well, when I was pregnant and had just given birth to my second daughter, Ren, she's three now, at least at the time of recording. But we had a ton of really incredible friends bring meals for us. And I also spent quite a bit of time before I gave birth to her making sure that we had our freezer stocked with meals. But eventually, we were out of meals and we still had a newborn. And, you know, after a certain amount of time, people stop bringing you meals and you run out of things in your freezer. So my husband decided that he wanted to help me out a little bit and go ahead and order one of those meal delivery services. It was one of the above. I can't even tell you which one it was. Hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) But he decided to go ahead and that, you know, as long as he had the ingredients on hand, that he could create these meals from this meal delivery service. So if, if you've never used them before, basically what they do is they provide you with all of the supplies that you need for your recipe. Usually they are not prepared ahead of time. It depends on the company, but usually they're not prepared ahead of time. It's just like a potato 
and a couple ingredients for sauces and some spices and some meat or whatever it is, whatever type of meal you're going to make. And so they just provide you the ingredients and the recipe and they tell you how much time it's going to take. So we chose like 30-minute family recipes. Now my husband, he's great and he was trying to do something to help me out. But he is not a cook, and he is not an efficient cook at that. And so these 30-minute family recipes would take him anywhere from 45 minutes on a good day to like an hour and a half, and he would still burn things, and it was just hard. Because he never really learned how to cook, and he never learned how to be an efficient cook. It had nothing to do with the recipes or the meals. They were delicious. Some of them are recipes that we still use to this day because they were so good. But it took him a really long time to execute, which is hard when you have a toddler who's like, Daddy, I'm hungry. And he's like all flustered and like, I'm just trying to make it work. <laughs> but I think that if he had these tips for more efficient cooking, that it would be a lot easier for him, whether he was working off of a recipe or just experimenting in the kitchen. Having some of these tools for being a more efficient cook can be a game changer. You do not need special and fancy skills to cook in a way that is efficient and effective. So let's talk about being a more efficient cook today, and then we'll talk a little bit more on how to wow your friends by bringing in things like flavor and some of those basic skills that you need to be a really, really good cook. But today, we got to start with some efficiency. First and foremost, the number one mistake that my husband made and that I see a lot of my cooking students make is that they don't actually read the recipe the whole way through before starting to cook. Raise your hand if you've ever been guilty for this, because I also have been, but this is like cooking 101. If you're gonna use a recipe, you need to read the entire recipe first before, because you need to know what's ahead. In order to get to where you want to go, you need to know the destination, and you need to know the actual directions to get there. When you put something in Google Maps, it doesn't just magically transport you. Okay, at least at the time of this recording, it does not magically transport you to Target. You have to follow the directions. And when you're going to a new place, it can be really helpful to just have a general idea of what you're doing and where you're going before you hop on the road. And if you don't have somebody next to you reading the directions, you don't have Siri telling you what to do along the way while you're cooking, if it's just you in the kitchen, it can be really helpful to read the directions ahead of time. And in fact, I think it's essential to read the directions, to read the entire recipe ahead of time. So you are going to first read the ingredients ahead of time and see what is going to need to be prepared. We're going to get to that next. So you're going to want to know what is chopped, what is grated, what is pre-cooked. Huge, okay? Because there are recipes that'll be like three cups of pre-cooked chicken. And if you've got a raw chicken breast, that's going to take you a heck of a lot longer than this 15-minute recipe. Because chicken, unless it's in the Instant Pot, does not cook in 15 minutes. So check ahead, see what, what, what the ingredients are and what the preparation of the ingredients are, and then follow through in the directions. Because if it says that you need three cups of chopped carrots and the first direction is not chop three cups of carrots, you know that you need to chop those carrots before you start the instructions, okay? So read through the ingredients. How do you want things prepared? 
That's number, or how do they want things prepared? That's number one. Number two, read through the instructions. Now, a good recipe will give you the instructions in the order you need to make things. And we'll go into some of the ways to make this more efficient Um, even if they don't. However, you want to read through, figure out what you need to do before you do the other things. You know what I mean? You want to know that you have to make the sauce to add later on. So could you get those things chopped, make the sauce, and then go ahead and dive into the rest of the recipe? Totally. But there could be an instance where it's like, okay, chop the vegetables, get the chicken on, add the vegetables. When the chicken and the vegetables are cooking, you could make the sauce. So a good recipe will give you that, you know, will help you to be more efficient just by reading it the whole way through. But there is some instances where you're just going to have to look through it, read through it, figure out what you need to prepare, and then read through the instructions and figure out exactly where you're going. That is number one. Okay. Number two is if the recipe tells you to preheat the oven or turn water on to boil at any point, do that right away. Because water can boil for a couple minutes unless you're only putting like an inch in the bottom of the pot. Water can boil for a couple minutes and it's not going to it's not going to evaporate all at once. But you want to make sure that it's ready to go when you've got to throw that pasta in or blanch your veggies or whatever it is you're doing with the water. Preheating the oven also takes anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes depending on your oven so you're going to want to make sure that that's ready when you're about to go put the chicken in you're like oh shoot I didn't preheat the oven it will take longer to cook if the oven is not preheated and you might not get the actual um, result that you're looking for if it's not preheated ahead of time so number one tip for more efficient cooking is to read the recipe first walk through the entire process number two if the recipe at any point says preheat or boil You want to do that first. Get that going. Number three, you need to gather your ingredients. So I recommend taking all of your ingredients that you're going to need for this recipe, unless it's like first part is today and the next part is tomorrow, in which case if you just read through the recipe and you realize it's going to take you 24 hours, um, whoops. So you can leave that in the fridge. In any other case, gather all of your ingredients you are going to need to prepare put them on the counter, and arrange them in categories for what goes together. Seems like an extra step that's unnecessary. It is not when you are like, okay, I've got to cook the chicken. I've got to season the chicken. So I'm going to make almond flour chicken tenders, which means over here I've got an egg, I've got some Italian seasoning, I've got some almond flour, I've got some garlic powder, I've got some sea salt. All of these are together. Woo, I can go ahead and make my breading with some almond flour and some Italian seasoning and some garlic powder and some sea salt. I can whisk that up. I can put it aside. I can whisk the egg. I can put that aside. I can take the chicken tenders and I can slice them to my desired size. And I can go ahead and dredge it all and I can pop it in the oven because I already preheated the oven. And look at that. They're good to go in 20 minutes. Easy. But if you go to make those almond flour chicken tenders, which, by the way, that exact recipe is on my website. I will put the link in the show notes. If you go to make those almond flour chicken tenders and you go and you get the chicken out and you're like, okay, now I've got, a, I've got the chicken and I'm going to slice the chicken and I'm going to put the chicken here. And then, okay, I've got to dredge that in an egg. Okay, I've got to go to the fridge and I've got to grab an egg and then I've got to grab a bowl and I've got to crack the egg and I've got to put it in the bowl and I've got to whisk it. Okay, I'm dredging them all in the egg. Okay, now I've got to go... This is why it's important to read the recipe first, gather your ingredients, put them in categories for how you are going to use them, and then, you guys know my favorite French phrase, mise en place. French for everything in its place. This is how professional chefs are efficient. If you think that you go into a restaurant and the chef in the back is cooking 
is chopping and cooking everything for your recipe that you the thing you ordered off the menu from scratch in that moment you are sadly mistaken my friend and if they are you're going to be there for a really long time (laughs) they have been there since one or two o'clock mise en placing and there are some things that they actually did yesterday things like sauces that they toss on top they probably did it one to three days ago Good restaurants are going to be continuously making those items. It's not going to be like several days old, but something like a barbecue sauce can stay for three days. I'm actually thinking about a recipe that we used to make at the yacht club that I worked at. It was a high-end yacht club I worked at about um, six years ago now, and it was fabulous. It was like this shrimp on this kale with this barbecue sauce. Super, super tasty. Um, But we made the barbecue sauce ahead of time. And that was actually where I developed my somewhat famous barbecue sauce was when I was working at that restaurant. And the chef was like, make some barbecue sauce. And I was like, what recipe do you want me to use? And he was like, make it up. And I was like, yes. So I made it. And it was delicious. So that you can make ahead of time. But mise en place means everything in its place. (laughs) So that means that you're going to get all of the ingredients you need for your recipe ready to cook. Or cooked ahead if it needs to be pre-cooked. But everything you need ready to put into the recipe, okay? So this could be, this is definitely going to be peeling, chopping, and pre-cooking if anything needs to be peeled, chopped, or pre-cooked, okay? And just getting it all laid out in the same categories you had it in before, but laid out and ready to go. So when you are about to actually cook things, it's boom, 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 one thing after another. Super easy. It is impossible to make a stir fry without burning it if your ingredients aren't all prepped ahead of time because it's so fast. It's high heat. And we're going to talk about not being afraid of heat in a little bit. Um, When you have everything ready to go, you're way less likely to burn things because you're running around the kitchen. You're way less likely to be stressed. Everything is just ready to go so you can put it in one at a time as you need it. This is the number one, number one tip, okay? mise en place everything in its place chop the things and hey friend if you meal prep shout out to healthy mama meal prep my meal prep course that will help you meal prep for your personality because we all live different lives and we all need a different way to meal prep but no matter what way you're meal prepping whether you are ingredient prepping your combination prepping or your batch prepping healthymamachris.com slash meal prep if you want to learn more about what the heck i'm talking about but ingredient prepping is just mise en placing ahead of time. It's just chopping those vegetables, getting those ingredients ready ahead of time so when you go to make your dish, it all comes together that much quicker. Okay? That's all it is. It's just mise en place ahead of time. Things like vegetables, raw vegetables will stay in the fridge for several days, chopped and ready to go. Will the onions smell a little bit strong? Yeah, but guess when they don't smell strong? Once you've cooked them into a soup because then they just smell like the soup because you sauteed them up. But how much easier is it to make a soup when all of the ingredients are chopped and you're not like, okay, I'm going to chop the onion, saute the onion. I'm going to chop the carrots, saute the carrots. I'm going to chop the celery. Everything is ready to go and it's just toss it in, cook it, toss it in, cook it. So much more calm. Isn't it more calm thinking about it that way? Get everything done ahead of time. It does not take you longer. It will feel like it's taking you longer because you're doing everything at once. But that actual recipe is going to come together in half the time, I promise. Tip number five, which is also really important and oftentimes people do not do. And this is like the one time where like I will walk and if my husband, when my husband was cooking during this phase, like the only, the last, the first and last time he cooked for our family, 
I would go into the kitchen and I would just like turn back around because I'm like, "Mm -mm, he's doing something to help us. Do not say anything. (laughs) You want to keep your space clean when you're cooking. This does not mean you need to like wash the dishes every time you dirty a dish, but it means you put the dishes in the sink when you're done using them. You don't have scraps everywhere. You have a scrap bowl for your veggie scraps. You have your trash can nearby to toss the things. If you've ever seen me cook live, my workspace gets pretty messy because I'm not actually doing the steps that I need to to actually make sure I'm keeping my space clean. But when I do, it is much more efficient because you actually have the room to move around and do the things you need to do. So read the recipe through, preheat the oven, gather your ingredients, do your mise en place, and then get rid of any of the stuff that you're not using to cook. Keep your space clean. Get rid of anything you're not using anymore. The can that you used toss it in the sink to rinse out and put in recycling. Any bowls you're not using, put them away. Utensils you're not using, throw them in the sink. Make sure your space is clean. And this also goes for making sure your space is clean before you start cooking. I should have mentioned that before, but you want to make sure you have enough room to prep in before you actually start cooking. Tip number six is to cook the longest item first. If you are cooking a recipe that you have created, if you're making up something on your own or you're following a recipe and the recipe is a little unclear and it doesn't tell you to cook the longest first and or you are cooking a recipe or a meal with several items, you want to get the thing that cooks the longest on first so you can prep the other items while that longer cooking item is cooking. So for instance, rice typically takes like 30 minutes to cook. Well, if everything else I'm making only takes like 15 minutes, well, then I can get the rice on, get that going, and then I can prep and cook the other stuff while the rice is cooking, and then everything is done around the same time. This is another chef's secret, where you put the things that take the longest in, and then you get the other stuff ready. So everything comes out and comes together. You do not want to have the one thing done and then be cold by the time you bring the other items together unless it was meant to be cold. (laughs) You want everything to be hot and served together. I worked in catering for several years, um, both for my own company and other companies, and it's tough to have everything done at the same time. But when you get the longest cooking item in first, it's much, much easier to get everything done pretty much at the same time. Now, your family is probably not going to be like, you know, a food critic going, these mashed potatoes are lukewarm and the steak is searing hot. (laughs) However... It is helpful that, you know, the mashed potatoes aren't like cold from the fridge by the time you put the steak on them. So longest cooking item first. And tip number seven, the last tip for more efficient cooking. And this is a little bit more of, I would say, an advanced tip. I want you to get down these other skills first before you start playing with this one. But I don't want you to be afraid of heat. I don't want you to be afraid of actually cranking that stove up. And when it says cook at medium high, cook at medium high. You don't want to burn the heck out of your food. But you're not going to burn the heck out of your food if you have mise en place, if you're standing with your food, if you are actually actively cooking it and not spending all of your time trying to frantically prep the ingredients. That is a recipe for stress in the kitchen. When everything is prepped and ready to go and you can actually pay attention to what you're cooking, you can turn the heat up a little bit and your food is just going to come together that much easier when you actually utilize uh, fire (laughs) to actually cook your food. Don't be afraid of heat. If you're a brand new cook and you're like, I don't want to burn things and I still want to keep it a little bit low, know that, you know, sometimes keeping it low means that you're not going to get the desired effect like that caramelization or the Maillard effect on meat that 
that might not happen um, if you're keeping everything, you're cooking everything at low and it might take you a little bit longer if that's what makes you comfortable. So you're getting more comfortable in the kitchen more power to you. I just want you to get in the kitchen. I want you to cook and I want you to gain that confidence. But if you're a little bit more confident and you're like cooking just seems to take a long time, everything seems to take forever, turn up the heat a little bit. Just pay attention to it. When your stuff is prepped ahead of time, you can pay attention to the steak. You can pay attention to the salmon. You can pay attention to the chickpeas, whatever it is you're cooking. And you will be able to cook more efficiently because higher heat usually means it's going to cook a little bit faster, but it does require some intention and attention, intention and attention. So those are my seven tips, you guys. Those are my seven tips for becoming a more efficient cook. I know for a fact, being someone who has worked in the culinary industry for almost a decade now, um, I've, you know, I graduated from culinary school more than a decade ago, and a lot of these skills are things I learned in school but a lot of these are things I just learned practicing. I just learned working as a personal chef, working in professional kitchens, and then just being a home cook who needs to get dinner on the table because there are tiny humans who are squawking like baby birds because they're hungry. And kids turn mean when they're hungry, right? Okay, let's be real. Adults turn mean when they get hungry too. <laughs> so this is these are hacks that I want you to start practicing. Start with number one, move down to number seven, but I want you to implement these things and I want you to come and tell me in the Healthy Balance Mamas Facebook community, facebook.com slash group slash Healthy Balance Mamas or over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. Let me know which of these you're going to implement, which you are not using, and how this has changed your cooking life because I promise you it will. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. I will see you on Monday for a regular episode and we'll chat next Friday for another Healthy Mama Hack. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.